0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special collaboration episode, Locker Room Talk Uncut and Black Sheep Podcast. I'm Drew Garrison with my co-host down here, Chad Penrod.
0: And you I'm Josh Collier are? with my co-host, uh, Josh Collier, my co-host, Tyler Barnhart. We are the Black Sheep Podcast. So uh, again, Drew said it, special collab episode. How you guys doing tonight? I'm good, man. What uh so locker room talk uncut. Interesting name. What do we uh what's the background on that one?
2: It was Man, initially really? just supposed to be sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we
1: we've really gone off the rails the last couple of weeks and just just dove into everything, but it really kind of started with just like we were both at work and I was like, dude, like we should start a sports podcast. And we like went to Guitar Center and bought mics and shit that night. And Really the main idea of it is like locker room talk. It's, you know, that's a Trump thing, you know, not because of Trump, but he just kind of made that term famous, you know, the locker room talk thing. And we made it uncut because we really don't edit. We just kind of just turn the mics on and go. Um, we get in there, like get drunk and record and we, <laughs> we cuss and, and all that stuff. And we bring people in and just let them say pretty much whatever they want. And it's, it gets to be pretty fun. I can dig it. Where did your name come from? How did you guys come up with Black Sheep?
0: So, uh, Black Sheep, we are two guys from Southwest Ohio who have zero fandom in Ohio. I'm the closest with Ohio State. But, like, you know us. My Ooh. professional football team is the Jags. Tyler's the Chiefs. We go baseball. He's a San Fran Giants fan. I'm a Shy, shy Sox. So, there's just no no hometown loyalty with us for those Black Sheep you guys sports are Black fans. Sheep. Yeah. Nice yeah. So Chad, bring us in the- on your
1: teams. Let the people know what teams you root for the most.
2: Oh yeah, uh, Browns, Cavs, uh, Indians, Duke. I think mean, I think Duke's the only thing I'm not in the state with, and I just kind of grew up with uh, really liking Coach K. So, but you know that that's where I'm at.
1: <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, drop your loyalties. I know your your listeners probably already know, but for ours, let them know.
3: I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, Notre Dame, uh Los Angeles Lakers, kinda. Quotes. Uh and <laughs> the Brown San Francisco fan. Giants.
1: Did I you get one, one of those rings, ring.
3: Tyler? Uh they don't they ain't even selling the replicas yet. I'm definitely trying to cop one of those replicas. <laughs> you get one.
2: In the in the in the taxes alone, like eleven thousand dollars or something like that, I yeah, seen earlier. So yeah,
1: that the employees
0: that's wild.
1: That <laughs> is insane. My my fandom is obviously the Bengals. I'm in the locker room here where we record our stuff. We got jerseys hanging up all over the place and everything. I'm wearing the Burrow jersey today, but I'm a I'm a Bengals fan, a Michigan football fan, so I love punishment um a lakers fan i was I, I fell in love with the lakers when kobe and Shaq were at their height so i've stuck with the lakers since then and then i actually like duke as well that's like the one thing that chad and i can like root together on and that was because back in the day when i was younger jj reddick was just balling. and i just really like jj reddick so that's a little bit of background on us baseball i would say i'm a reds fan but i don't really follow it like all that much
0: yeah and Josh, where, hear, where's uh, your uh, Lurley's Tyler? Teams. yeah josh's turn
3: Let's
1: hear
0: it, Josh. My loyalties? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, man, we're all over the place. We are a Jags fan for the NFL. So, again, I'm like Drew, I'm a glutton for punishment there. Uh, MLB, Chicago White Sox. If I would go college basketball, it's UConn. And then Detroit Pistons for the NBA. Everywhere. Weird stories for every single one of those. Yep, I feel you. I'm a Michigan
1: fan because my dad played for Ohio State, and I got pissed at him when I was, like, six. <laughs> And I just, like, wrote it out. Now, like, I really, really like Michigan football. I just, like, wrote it out just to just to piss him off at the start. But then I just, like, stuck with it. now that's my team.
3: Yeah, so let's get right into the uh, NBA playoffs. We are uh, recording on September 3rd, so we already know the results of a couple games. We can start with the Celtics and the uh, Raptors. The Raptors just hit a buzzer beater to win to make it 2-1. to one. Kind of surprised by that. I picked the Celtics, but I thought it would go seven. It's looking now like Jason Tatum's balling. I don't know. It might go five. We'll just have to see.
1: You know, on on our episode, we were talking, and Chad had the Raptors coming out of the East at a point because they were just playing so good. I mean, they didn't really lose that much of a step without Kawhi. They're, they were, you know, they play team ball. They play hard defense, but – I, I just couldn't believe when I saw because like I kind of was I, I haven't really watched a lot of the the second round games yet and I was like wait Boston's up two zero on Toronto yeah
3: well wow.
2: when you look at when you look at you know Miami you look at Boston and you look at Toronto to me they kind of mimic each other they kind of just this you know just this physical. Just team, they play really well as a team. As to where with the Bucks, you know, you kind of have Giannis, and I actually did pick that upset. So I think Miami's going to beat the Bucks in like five. You did, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just feel like they have a few players in Crowder and Jimmy buckets who can put the pressure on Giannis and make another person beat them.
1: Wait, you said in five?
2: I said I put five. Yeah. Oh
0: damn! Uh, I, I'm I mean, not too I, 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 I one. Whew, five, I was thinking like six, seven. See, Jimmy Butler's a killer right now. He's on different mode. I figured they would have took out Milwaukee, but Boston surprising me. I had Toronto going out of the East too, honestly. If you had told me before the series, I would have picked Toronto all day. I mean, in one of our episodes, I compared them to the Spurs. I think I told you about that, Drew. Just the way they yeah, move you the did. ball. Yeah, just the way they move the ball, play together, and they don't need that superstar. Siakam can play that like best player on the team role at this point. But yeah, it's crazy. These games are wild.
3: I also thought the Heat would win. I didn't think they would start off 2-0. Once again, I thought both East series would go to seven games. But shockingly, it seems like the underdog came to play in both of those. So I'll be interested to see if the Heat can close it out or if Giannis makes that comeback.
1: So let me let me, let me me ask you guys a question then, talking about that. If the Bucks lose this series – is it the start of Giannis forcing his way out of Milwaukee? Because there's been a lot of rumors already. Golden State's been brought up. Miami's been brought up. And, um, shit, what was the other one? Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's been brought up.
3: Uh, I don't know if he would leave. I don't know if he's got that kind of personality. I think he would try to stay with the Bucks. But if he joins Golden State, I'm going to be super pissed.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he'd force. His way. Yeah, I don't know if he'd force his way out either. He doesn't seem like that guy. I think the media wants him to force his way out because Milwaukee. Ad never seemed like market. that guy either, though. Yeah, but again, that was people pushing and pushing, and then Ad's finally like, "Yeah, I probably should just get my way out of here," because Ad was never that dude. He just signed that extension and everything, and then he was just like, "Yeah, I'm done." It was weird.
3: I think, I think Giannis kind of wants to prove that he is in the category of the LeBrons and the Kds. So I think he doesn't want to take that. I think he wants to win on his own, you know, before he joins a team. But I don't know if he's capable of doing that in Milwaukee with Chris Middleton as his second star second. next to him. That,
2: that's where I was going to go next, Tyler. Um, I think that if if they happen to lose, I think you're going to see the end of Middleton there. If if the Bucks really want to make a move, they're going to get somebody – other than Chris Middleton, you're probably going to see like Middleton, Bledsoe, and probably a handful of other guys gone for a big star if if, if he stays in Milwaukee.
3: Yeah, they're going to have got
1: paid, though.
3: He did. I don't know if anybody's taking that contract. Do you guys think that Giannis is in a category of the Harden, KD, Kawhi, LeBron,
0: Luka range? I think Giannis is a regular a season fraud. I think he might yeah, be a Yeah, I don't fraud. like Giannis. He's too limited. I mean, obviously he's an amazing athlete, but his lack of range just—there's easy ways to clamp on him in the playoffs. And there's
1: no reason he should have been Defensive Player of the Year over AD. AD had like 80 more blocks and 30 more steals. That was a robbery. And he's Not a good you. story. I,
2: uh... I don't know, man. He's he's just tough. Like that's that's actually a really good question. I don't I don't know where I would I would probably say right under those superstar guys, just because he hasn't done anything yet.
1: Yeah, you got to do it know. when it matters most.
2: How
3: do you not ask for that assignment on Jimmy Butler when you're he's going right. off on you?
2: Yeah, and then get mad about it, and then yeah. get mad at the question, <laughs>
3: right? And that'll yeah. We can I don't, start I don't, talking about the West. Now we can go over to Denver and the Clippers. Has anybody taken Denver in this series?
0: No. 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 <laughs> I got clips in five. I mean, Six. I could
1: see Denver I could see Denver getting a game or two if Paul George is off. The, the Clippers are going to go as Paul George goes. It's kind of like the Lakers in AD, and we can get into that later, but you know what Kawhi is going to give you. You don't know what some of their role guys are going to give you on a night-to-night basis, but you know what you're going to get out of Kawhi, but they're, they're going to come down to Paul George.
0: Yeah, he's got to get rid of the yips.
3: Jamal Murray, to me, is a beast. But with Jokic, I said on Twitter that he's the most useless star I've ever seen. And I said, I don't even know what I mean by that. It's just kind (laughs) of how I feel. Like, I can't deny that the dude's a beast. But it's like, every time I watch him, I'm like, is this guy really dropping 30 on these guys? Like, I don't see what it is. I just feel like he never takes over a game. So I just feel like he's always just – the most pointless And, you
2: and what you're going to see now with him, you're going to see Paul George and Kawhi on him now. So, I don't think yeah. you're going to see those, those big games that he's been having. I mean, who was guarding him then? Was it Mitchell? I mean,
1: or yeah. was it It was, it was pretty I, much him I mean, and Mitchell going one-on-one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Paul George is going to take Murray probably. They're going to give Kawhi somebody else. Probably, I don't think they're going to want him running around.
1: I just don't trust anybody else on Denver to step it up. And take them to that next level if they're if they're able to take Murray out of the game. I don't like they don't have that other guy. You know, Jokic can maybe get get a little bit of work in the post because they don't have really a lot of bigs down there. But I just you're going to have to have a wing that can get off, and I just don't think that they have it unless Murray yeah. gets his. And I think the Clippers will take that away.
0: Michael Porter have to do what he did the first two games against the Jazz, but he'll have to do that for the whole series. There's no way without him. That dude's a just strong. because he is. Yeah, What's I'm not saying he's a
2: like, he has these sucks. big I, – I play I play <laughs> FanDuel every day. So, this guy was getting 60, 70 FanDuel points, and now he's back down to, like, 20. He just, yeah, he fell off know.
1: hard. You're not built I, for I that, just I lo- Go ahead. The bubble, man. The bubble is exposing, I think, a lot. Because you don't have, like, the crowd energy to feed off of or the fans or anything. I think it's really showing the dudes that, like, can really lock in and, like, who was working while things were locked down? Who was working when, you know, the team facilities were shut down? You know, like the Lakers and I think the Clippers were doing, like, illegal practices doing all of it. And it's like some of these dudes are locked in and focused and some of them aren't. Like, that's just what I think. Like, and I go back to, like, Lou Williams going to the strip club when he was out for his dad's funeral, even if it is to just pick up chicken wings. Like, send your buddy in to get the wings. Just little stuff like that, I think the bubble's exposing these guys that like, really lock in.
3: Yeah, I think the biggest X factor in that series is going to be Gary Harris. He came back a little bit last series and was super rusty. So I think if he can come back to what he usually plays like, that they might give him a test, but I still just see Clippers in five or six.
0: Yeah, I'd probably say Clippers in
1: five, if not a sweep. I could see a sweep easily.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a sweep, especially if Paul George picks up where he left off last series.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I know Paul George caught a lot of flack. Dude. I cracked up when somebody called him PG-13%. I saw that on Twitter. I thought that was hilarious. But he did come out. He's like, man, this is like he, – he talked about how hard it is, like the, the mental struggles. And I commend him for, you know, having the the, the nuts to say that because a lot of dudes, you know, don't want to talk about that. They don't want vulnerable. So, he has bounced back, and I'm sure it has been hard. And I'm hoping now that some of these teams are leaving and families are coming, you know, like these guys can start getting laid.
0: <laughs> I think it was yeah. do gotta stay better. on my G. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Chad texted
1: that to me last night. He said, "All right, let's <laughs> get some women in there for these dudes." <laughs> they,
0: they
2: they need it, man. You know how it is. After like a couple of days, these guys are going a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> Dude, a month.
3: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about my uh, bandwagon team and yours team, the Lakers and the Rockets. I have an interesting take at the end of this, but I will say that everybody on. Our page knows I'm a bronze sexual, but I will (laughs) retire with the Lakers, hopefully. That's the plan. So uh, I, I just see the Lakers, if they play the way they should, which they didn't against Portland game one, so I hope they don't have another stinker like that. But I can see the Lakers sweeping this. I don't think they will. I think they'll win it in five. They should win it in five, but I think they could sweep. What do you guys think?
0: I don't know if they'll sweep. Man. I just don't see a scenario where James Harden doesn't go for a 51 game to at least steal one. Five I could see all day. I don't know. Sweep's a little tough. They they, they don't have anybody to guard AD. They're going to have PJ Tucker at six foot seven guarding them. I don't know how much that's going to do. But, yeah, the small ball versus the Lakers is going to be quite the matchup.
1: Well, we had all this Portland hype coming in, and I I, I said I was guilty. I bought into it a little bit too much. And then we you know, game one, okay, the Lakers laid an egg, but then the length and the size of the Lakers was just glaring against Portland. They were killing them on the offensive glass, they were killing them on the boards. You got McGee out there, AD, of course, Dwight Howard out there, and he'll come in and like rough you up and get get the energy going a little bit. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say five. I think it would I think it goes six or seven, but and a lot of it's gonna depend on I feel like Danny Green's going to have to get shots, and AD's going to have to play the five a lot. And I don't think he really likes playing the five. And the Lakers have to manage that because he's, you know, they're waiting on him to resign. Is he going to stay? So they can't. They have to be like, you know, they have kind of handle him with kid gloves. But I think it's going to come down to AD playing the five and Danny Green hitting shots. And I know Chad's was hoping for this series. He's ready for this one.
2: Well, my last my last prediction for the finals was the Rockets and uh, uh, Toronto, but it just every week, man, cause the Lakers look like shit, you know, they're at the beginning, but now they're kind of back to their, their self. And when you really look at it, it's like, okay, who's going to guard AD and I don't think they have anybody for AD. And then when you think about it, you're like, who's going to guard LeBron, is it going to be PJ Tucker, who is probably the best person to guard him, but then who's going to guard AD. Yeah.
1: So, you need Tucker for AD. Uh,
2: so, I, right. I mean, I'm going to switch again. I think the Lakers win this in six, now, see, I'm huge on James Harden. I, I love James Harden, so this one's a little difficult for me to say the Lakers in six. Um, but the one thing that I think you have to watch for this, you know how, they would, how the Lakers would trap Dame up top and force the ball out of his hand? I think, like, I think Westbrook's going to be too fast to do that and I think Harden's going to be too good to do that. So I think the Lakers just got to beat them with, with size, size and length, and that's how I think they win. I think they'll
3: probably put uh, Robert Covington on LeBron.
1: Probably. Yeah. yeah. But I don't – I mean, Covington stepped up big time last night, but I don't know about him guarding AD for or LeBron for a series. Um, I, My thing is I just feel like – like, dude, Russ has been terrible. I know he just got back; he was hurt or whatever. But man, he those last two games, he was awful. They won last night in spite of Russell Westbrook, not because of Russell Westbrook. If he gets things going, I it could be trouble. Because okay, you can have you can have your best defender go out and check Harden. You know, be that LeBron or maybe Danny Green. But then if you got them both humming and both playing at a high level, that that gets tough. Well,
2: Harden was also five for fourteen, so. He didn't have a good game either and they still won the game my thing is this with the rockets if you get Harden when he's shooting good i, I don't think the lakers are going to beat him but i think it's just too inconsistent um now if you get Harden and russ both playing good that's when the, the you know because we we know the rockets can put up 130 140 points you know now with that being said the lakers play great defense as well you know but like I said, I just can't get away from, all right, who's guarding LeBron, who's guarding AD. And that's why now I think Lakers and six.
1: And Mike D'Antoni doesn't care. He's like, dude, they can score 160 points as long as we score 161. Mike D'Antoni doesn't give a shit about defense. And shockingly, wow. Harden's best play of the game last night was a defensive play. It was like the second time he played defense all year.
3: Yeah, I fell asleep for that game. I was so mad. I fell asleep in like the third quarter, woke up. And
1: dude, that was the Twitter. worst – Two minutes of basketball I've seen in a long time. It was bad. Like Billy Donovan is a moron. You don't drop a play for Steven Adams at the three-point line. (laughs) What? With like (laughs) 1.5 left. Like what the fuck? All
3: right, since we're on the Lakers, I have an interesting take that Josh can't wait to argue me on. He's been talking about it to me for a while now. But I made a comment to Josh just – I have no stats to back this up. I didn't look up any stats or do any research. But I said I think AD right now is the best player that LeBron has ever played with. Just where he's at in his career and what he can do mixed with LeBron, I just think he's the best player that LeBron's teamed up with. So, Josh, I'll let you uh, argue me on that one.
0: So I rebutted this with Dwayne Wade because I think LeBron fans try to put him down because they say that he taught LeBron how to be a winner. So I think they take that as a slight. But Dwayne Wade coming – when LeBron joined him the year before, Dwayne Wade was 26 points a game, six rebounds, six assists, one block and a steal a game. And that first year was at 26 points a game again. But they assumed that Dwayne Wade was old by time LeBron got there. <laughs> and Dwayne Wade was a winner where AD hasn't won nothing at this That's point true. in his career.
3: That's,
0: it's, so that's it's tough. I, that. I mean, it's so tough,
3: you're man.
2: gonna. It's got to be AD. It's gonna be Wade, or it's gonna be Kyrie. And I would say Kyrie. Now, Cleveland Kyrie was was awesome. He did. He, LeBron just plays so great when he can play off the ball sometimes. And I'm gonna hit on that. But I've been telling Drew this for weeks. The best thing the Lakers can do next year when like Kyrie and KD get together is somehow get CP3. I think. CP3 would play great with LeBron and AD, and I think they'd probably win it all next year. That's in my opinion. Um, but but with that being said, I would I'd probably agree with Tyler. It's just AD is just a different animal now. AD does have these tactics where he he gets hurt a lot. He's kind of he gets soft sometimes. As to where Wade with Wade, sure. it wasn't like that. And you knew that Wade he was also going to get great defense. So. It's tough, but I'd probably go AD.
1: AD is definitely the most talented. I mean, he's seven foot tall. He's got guard ball skills because he played guard all the way up until like eighth grade. And then he had this crazy growth spurt. Uh, He can step out and shoot the three. I would, I would lean AD and I, I'm not, I'm not a LeBron guy. Tyler would probably tell you that I criticize LeBron entirely too much as a Lakers fan. But I think that Wade had started his decline when LeBron came and LeBron kind of kept him up a little bit and, and part of that is because Wade put his body through a lot before LeBron got there. Even like, you know, he had Shaq for that ring, but I mean, he was going hard. He put his body through a lot. And I think LeBron kind of extended his prime by a few years.
3: And And that was uh,
0: Tyler's argument.
3: Before people kill me about this, I'm not saying AD is better than Dwayne Wade right now. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the age that LeBron joined up with AD is better than the age that D Wade was when they played together.
1: Yeah, because AD is what, like 26?
3: He's entering his prime, and d wave like Wait, you said, was on a d He line. was
0: 30. He was 30 when LeBron joined him in Miami. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, there is a difference there, but it's hard to write off, and I know, like, it, it, it gets overshadowed because this was, like, the height of the Golden State dynasty, and they're the fakest fucking dynasty in sports. Don't even get me started. But – Cleveland Kyrie gets overshadowed by that because that dude was balling too, man. I know he had the shot in the finals, obviously, but man, I think I'd put, I think I'd put an AD, a close second, Cleveland Kyrie, and then, and then Wade. And I, I'm not a Wade right. hater. I like Wade. I'm not trying to knock the guy. I like him a lot. But, man, Cleveland, healthy Cleveland Kyrie was a different breed because I think he's a Pippen. I don't think he's a Jordan. And I think we'll see that when KD and him are healthy next year.
0: So, one thing that carried Wade with me was his success before LeBron. Like, when Kyrie, AD, they didn't have that, where Wade was like – Miami was consistently good with D-Wade. So yeah, you, but he had and, Shaq. Well, Shaq was old, and then even after Shaq, Miami was still competing in the East. Shaq so it was wasn't still like, good, though.
1: And AD was playing in the Smoothie King Center for the owner of the Saints <laughs> side hustle, man. Like, they didn't even have NBA trainers. They sent the NFL guys over there to look at them. It's like uh, – it, it's like a guy that owns like, it's like the dude that owns diamonds, right? Diamonds is his baby, but he's got that drive through across the parking lot that he owns. It's his side hustle. That's like what the Pelicans were. Like it's hard to, to use the winning. I, I like the, the, the post-season success on it because like the Benson family doesn't give a shit about the Pelicans. They're just making money off of it. Who wants to play in the smoothie King center? <laughs>
2: Well, you know, one thing we know also, Wade or AD's not hitting that game seven shot that Kyrie hit either.
0: No, yeah. That's probably true.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Wade's definitely got that clutch killer gene in him.
3: And I may have made that take too early because we're going to have to see what AD can do when the pressure's the tightest. I don't know if the pressure is going to be the same in the bubble. It's definitely not because you don't have all those fans. But if they get to the Western Conference Finals up against – the big boys and
0: the Clippers, the favorites in everybody's when, eyes. Will he show up? When's the up? finals supposed to be played? What dates? What are the dates for finals? Is it October? It was
1: gonna be in October, I think, but there was the the boycott thing that happened, so I don't know what that's done or how that's pushed it back. That that whole thing really threw me off, like of my because like I was like in a schedule with how the bubble was going, and now I'm kind of all thrown off.
0: Well, that's yeah, a couple weeks. Know. We might get some fans in there. NFL, I mean, I they're adding fans. We might, you know, I don't know. I don't We'd think just, the NBA might. will
1: do fans, but they're letting family members come in and come to the games after they clear quarantine, which is cool.
2: Just pack the fucking stands already. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Still doing remember. this shit? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: All the yeah, way to the election, but baby.
3: Sticking with uh,
2: Imagine Arrowhead basketball. With, I'm, I'll go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Uh, Arrowhead, we're getting uh, 20%, 22% fans. Opening it's game. just going
2: to be weird because of all the, you know, the Chiefs have great fans. It's going to be just weird not seeing that place just packed out with that place roaring, you know, the first game after the Super Bowl. It's just yeah, they're really not going to
1: get their rings in front of the fans and stuff. I mean, twenty two thousand people doing the Arrowhead chant or whatever it's called. It's going to be weird. Uh, it's get to uh, We got to chill. 80, and,
3: if, and if they get rid of that shit, I'm not in the politi- political talks at all. I stay out of that as much as I can. But if they get rid of the Tomahawk job, I will lose my shit. I promise. Yeah, fuck dude, that's stupid. That, that's, that's the chief is
1: like the chief is like a top ranking official in that. That's like a that's like a compliment. That's like red skin, I can get. That's a little different. But like a, like you can't wear a headdress or, or whatever now. Like, come on, dog. Like a chief is a compliment. He's the boss. He's the leader.
3: Yeah, I don't know. But sticking to the NBA, stupid. what do you guys think about Steve Nash becoming the
0: Nets coach? Why are they I'll why say do want thing keep I, I hate fucking,
2: I hate Stephen A's take? I think that was bullshit.
0: Yeah, that was complete trash, and I'm glad he got yeah, called dude. out for it by almost everybody.
1: But, yeah, Steve. everybody, dude, because you're reaching now, dude. You're just trying to cause a problem.
0: Yeah. That is a maximum people are there.
1: It's it's weird. Like the Nets did this already, you know. Like I know Jason Kidd that he like came straight from retirement to head coach in the Nets, and it was a disaster. I like Steve Nash. Um, I hate that the Steve Nash Lakers were trash and he was hurt the whole time. But, I mean, I like Steve Nash. I think he's a very smart basketball guy. I could see him being a good head coach. But it's like you've got – I mean, and I want to know how much KD and Kyrie had to do with that. I'm sure a lot. But it's like I almost feel like with that team, they could be damn good next year. you got Levert. KD, Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan's there. Spencer he's nice in his own right. I almost feel like they should have got like a vet that can maybe manage those egos better cuz like Steve Nash is I don't know, he just doesn't have any experience and I've never known him to be that like jump in your ass kind of guy that I think that they may need cuz Kyrie and KD are weird dudes. They're weird kind of in the same way. So it might be tough to manage those egos. I I I would have gone with a guy with some experience.
2: I think it's a great fit because I think Steve Nash is just as weird as those two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true.
2: But no, impossible. I, and, and a lot of that too, man, that goes down to the assistance. It really depends on what assistance he brings and how Kyrie and yeah, KD sure. look at those assistants. Like one thing you, one thing you can guarantee is like you said, Kyrie and KD knew they were going to hire Nash before they ever hired Nash. So they had to give the okay for it.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. Cause the players run the NBA.
2: And then the that is I'll the team to beat next year for sure. Is I would
3: like yeah, to see uh, Mark Jackson get another shot. Absolutely. You know, I
1: like Mark Jackson.
3: Uh, it's like, man, you built this Warriors team, and then you get fired, mm-hmm. and then Steve Kerr reaps all the benefits.
1: Gets so all, all the like, love, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but I like Jackson calling games so much, I kind of don't want to lose him there.
0: There's got to be something there, though, because this dude's getting absolutely zero love. Damn. For having that record of developing Clay and Steph from and Draymond. yeah from what they were to like and, superstars so something had to happen
2: and yeah and I don't think it has anything to do with wider black coaches when it comes to Mark Jackson I just think, I wonder if he's just looking for the right fit or if he yeah. doesn't want to do it that's what I wonder
1: yeah there is a narrative like oh and Mark Jackson doesn't have a job but it's like do we know that Mark Jackson wants a job he might just be cool getting that TV money. He's a great analyst. I love listening to him call games, so he, he might not even want a job.
0: Yeah. I
3: hate that they brought uh, – Stephen A brought up Ty Lue. Like, did it, he won a championship. We get it. But did anybody really think Ty Lue is a great coach?
1: No, I just think they he could have won that with boys. David Blatt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't like, he get a job today? David Blatt or Ty Lue? No,
2: Ty Lue. Ty, yeah, Ty Lue got a job. Where'd he go? He just went to uh, – oh, Wasn't it Philly? Was it? Yeah, Philly.
1: Did he get the Philly job? I didn't know that. I knew he was in looks for yeah, it. Did. I didn't know <laughs> he really got it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Philly got a worse coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's dude,
2: crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Ty Lue. I just think that they just didn't like David Blatt so much because he was such a dick. And Ty yeah. Lu's like a former player. He was like one of the dudes. LeBron liked him. They were like – they were friends and shit, and so it just worked, but – I mean, I probably could have got them to the finals. Like what the, is Philly going to do?
2: Was. What's Philly going to do? Are they going to get rid of Embiid or Simmons? or, or What do you think? I think Some they has got to
1: go. I think they, they stuck Embiid. with
2: it for too long. Yeah. Well,
1: well, uh, okay, if they do that, then they need to get rid of Tobias Harris just because of the money. And Horford. Well, Horford is yeah. only yeah, a they got lot dude. of money in those two dudes.
3: I thought he signed a two year deal. I think it was an option. Uh, well, hopefully they get rid of him. He was terrible. Tobias yeah. is a fraud. I don't know how he keeps getting paid.
1: <laughs> dude, I got, yeah, I don't get it. If you want to keep him beating Simmons, cool. Because if, if Simmons develops a, a consistent outside shot, watch out. And we've said that about Giannis before too. But I don't, that, that's just – I don't know. I just feel like I'm always like, okay, Philly's like right there. Like the process and all that shit. Is, but I'm like, dude, I'm like 10 years into this shit. And they, they're not doing anything. So yeah. I think I'm just, yeah. like, done believing in them.
0: Yeah, there's uh-huh. a weird story about Ben Simmons shot. Like, even when he was at LSU, they said he did not want people in the gym when he was shooting. He's got, like, some weird. He doesn't like shooting.
1: Well, if, if it's like that and nobody can watch you shoot, then you might not be made up to be in the NBA, dog, because fans are coming yeah. back.
3: Yeah, I, I think that's, that's why he started shooting, shooting in threes bubble.
1: in the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody's there.
3: It's like, nobody's going to see me take this corner three. Twitter will not notice.
1: <laughs> man, Twitter's on everybody's ass. I've just, like, recently got, like, really, like, checking Twitter a lot and trying to use Twitter. My LeBron tweet with the picture of him texting CP3, that was gold. Nobody retweeted that shit.
0: <laughs> Twitter's said mess, man. Five.
1: This is a good time. This is a good time for us to drop our socials real quick. All right, since we got listeners from both sides here, I am Drew underscore LRT. That is on Twitter and Instagram. Get my Twitter followers up, please. Chad, give them yours.
2: At Penrod nine three seven. No LRT. That's pretty
1: much on else. everything, <laughs> and our Twitter is. L-R-T uncut on Twitter. So follow us there. Tyler, Josh, drop all yours so the people that like listen to us that are learning about you can find you guys. Good, that's my a good Twitter, plug for it.
3: My Twitter account is at Barney underscore BSP. You'll see me and uh, Chad arguing on there quite a bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, get, we go at it too.
0: Yeah, you can find me at uh, at Jake your BSP. Don't good. argue with blue check marks.
3: Let's get into the uh, <laughs> re-signing that uh, helped out J- Joe Burrow. How do you feel about Joe Mixon's deal and that big money coming his way?
1: I should have worn my Mixon jersey. Man, he got paid. Um, Save the Bengals first... fan
2: for last. Hold on, Drew, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because you're you're gonna you're gonna make everything sound good. Bengals fan, come on, man, that dude got <laughs> overpaid. Let's let's be Absolutely. serious. Top top sticks running back. Let's come on. Now I will say this: the contract does look better. The Chiefs have made it look like you can sign anybody and keep anybody, You're like fucking salary. Half cap a billion
1: dollars, <laughs> yeah,
2: but <laughs> they had like a hundred and
1: fifty-seven dollars in cap space at one point.
3: Hey, one hundred and seventy-seven. Put some Yeah, that. I
2: mean, <laughs> but but he's overpaid. I mean, plain and simple, overpaid.
3: I think yeah, they did I gotta that. I agree. I think they did that just to keep Burrow happy, and they know that Burrow. I know, since Sissy fans don't want to believe this, but Burrow is going to struggle a little bit, especially oh, in no, no preseason games, no preseason yeah. games, no in-game pressure in the NFL. Is AJ going to stay healthy? We don't know. We know that we know what Joe Mixon can do. Let's get him a bag. Let's make him happy, and let's uh, hope he can lighten the load for Burrow. So, in that on aspect, the Burrow it's struggle.
1: On the Burrow Struggle, though, we talked about this on, on, our, on our podcast before, and I don't know if you guys like, have looked at the schedule, but they've got Jonah Williams starting at left tackle who's never taken an NFL snap either because he lost his rookie year to injury. They're getting no preseason reps for these two guys who are both essentially rookies. Week one, Joey Bosa. Week two, Miles Garrett on short rest. So, Joey Bosa on Sunday, Miles Garrett on Thursday. Shit. <laughs> don't
0: forget Josh Allen week four. Who? <laughs> oh, the other Josh
1: Allen from that draft.
0: The good one. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think, Josh? Would you
3: be okay if, they, if Jags would have signed uh, Mixon for that deal?
0: Absolutely not. I am firmly in the do not pay a running back unless they offer you what a Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke can do. I mean, those dudes are just different beasts. And uh, I'm a Jags fan. Fournette got released, like – 30 minutes before that mix and deal went down. And uh, obviously Jack's Twitter was going crazy and they posted their stats to each other. And it was fairly similar. And it said one got waived and one just got 12 million a year. And it was just, yeah, I mean, I can't, I will, I, am not going to do that. Not for three, 3.9 yards of carry and 4,000 yards. I don't know. That is, All right. You gotta be special. All right, Drew,
3: put the sprinkles okay. on this shit. We just talked.
1: <laughs> my, thing, well, my thing is I look at it like this and I'm trying to pull up the breakdown that I had saved when it, when it first happened, they're like reached an extension with Joe, Joe Mixon. I'm like, cool. As long as they didn't overpay, I'm happy. And then I saw the four years, $48 million. I was like, Oh shit. And we were kind of going back and forth in our, our group chat. Cause we were like probably about 8 million a year is, is probably good. You know, anything above eight is too much. And then I see 12 and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I get it, you know, like he's put up back to back eleven hundred eleven hundred yard seasons with a shitty offensive line. He was a, a, a team leader last year, like helped t- keep the team together and not quit when they were fucking terrible. Um, but then I saw like the real numbers. There's a ten million dollar signing bonus, and one point uh, three million base in twenty twenty. That's his rookie deal, and he's gonna have an eight million dollar base in twenty twenty one and eight million dollar base in twenty twenty two. in 2023 and then a club option for 2024 so i started looking at it like cap wise bonus money doesn't matter you can give a guy a bonus for as much as you want because you're just you're just cutting him a check my biggest thing was i didn't want his cap hit to handicap the roster going forward like you lose a guy because you paid a running back and The cap hit itself I think is what matters more because the bonus money, that's just them handing him money. They can, they're, they're rich as hell. They can do whatever they want. So the cap hits not bad. So I I felt a lot better about it after I saw that if he was going to have a $12 million a year cap hit, I would be totally out. And I, I'm a big mixing guy. I like mixing a lot, but I was saying like on my Instagram story, just giving my thought that's just a position that you can't invest that kind of money in, in today's NFL. They break down too quickly. You can find a second, third round running back. that you. You can almost plug and play. So I was the sticker shock. I was like, Oh shit. But when I look at the actual cap, because the cap hits all that matters to the team and their ability to sign other guys or keep other guys and everything like that. And the cap hits not really that bad until the end of the deal when they have the, the option. And then, What they do all the time to circumvent the cap, like our buddy Austin said, is, okay, if that cap hit gets too high but they want to keep him, they'll just convert that salary into a bonus anyway and, and free up cap. The salary cap, I'm learning more and more, is just like a myth. There's always a way around. Pittsburgh does it all the time. Oh, well, we're just going to make your salary a bonus. Here's a check. And the player's like, so i just get the money now? Cool. So I felt better about it. I mean, I'm not super, super excited about investing that much money in the running back position, but it's a situation where you're a shitty team you got a new quarterback to keep healthy, keep happy, excuse me, hopefully healthy. And you've got a running back who is, you know, near that upper echelon of running back. He's not a Zeke, He's not a Barkley. He's not, uh, I, I think he might be close with Kamara, but so, I mean, I, I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm not as upset as I was if he was having a $12 million cap hit. So I think that the way that they structured the deal was smart And they're kind of in that situation where you had to pay him a little bit more just to keep him around because you were 2-14 last year. So I'm not trying to sprinkle too much sugar on the shit, but at -hmm. the end of the day, he's a guy for the future that I don't think you wanted to just let go either. And I think what it probably means is, unless A.J. Green takes a pay cut, I think he's probably gone
0: after this year. Do you think A.J. finishes the season?
1: I sure as hell hope, but I mean – the last three or four years doesn't lead me to believe that he will.
2: They've already paved the way for him to exit with T. Higgins and you know Boyd and and Ross, but but the. Well, I'm we back to back. Well, to Ross mixing, is
1: gone. But that's gone.
2: The, oh, but like going back to mixing, like like you said, twelve million a year. And look at Fournette. Fournette just got three point five. I mean, it, in my opinion, Fournette's better than Mixon. But I'm I'm real hard on the running backs. If, if it's not Christian McCaffrey, I'm probably not paying him. Um, now, I, I, I'm i one of the ones that really do like Derrick Henry. Imagine tackling that guy in the fourth quarter. I mean, so I think if, if they can't bring something different, like even Chubb, I think we can all agree Chubb's one of the top backs in the league. But if I can get Kareem Hunt, who's only playing for like a million dollars this year. If I can keep Kareem Hunt for a couple million less than I can keep Chubb, I'm going to keep Kareem Hunt. It's just because you can, these guys, you can find them, man, like you said. Every end year. F- end of the first, beginning of the second. like It really boils down to your offensive line, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm completely
3: well, biased. I think that's part of backs. why Mixon got paid. With running backs, I'm completely biased. I mean, growing up, I went from Priest Holmes to Larry Johnson to Jamal Charles to – Damian Williams yeah. now it's like and it's like with Damian Williams that guy in Miami was just a pass catcher and he comes to Kansas City and he takes off running the ball and then obviously Cream, we had Kareem Hunt who was a stud for us and now we have Clyde Edwards who who I think I'll save my bull protection for when we talk AFC West but I think he's going to be better than Kareem Hunt was in our offense so I just don't see can he kick as good <laughs> i guess we'll <laughs> hopefully not see but uh
1: we're uncut man i'm sorry i gotta say shit like that
3: <laughs> but um yeah i just i think maybe if clyde's great we get what four years out of him and then he's off somewhere else and you got a fifth year option he a first round pick yeah and we just get those five years or four years whatever it is and just keep keep on rolling
1: well, when Mixon
2: you got Patrick is, Mahomes, it don't fucking matter anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, no shit. You got a huge. Yeah, I, I code. could,
2: I mean, I, I could go out there and probably do it and get a Super Bowl with him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Mixon is and should, especially with that price tag now, going to be much more involved in the passing game. He has to be because when Le'Veon Bell was asking for money, you know, higher, higher money. I think he wanted like fifteen or eighteen or something crazy, but. He was like, because I, you know, I, I do so much in the passing game, I should be paid like a number one running back and a number two receiver. Mixon has to get back and get more involved in the passing game, and he probably will just because of the fact that I don't think Burrow's going to have all that much time because just bringing in Jonah Williams and it isn't going to just improve your offensive line. Bobby Hart's still out there playing tackle, and I would put Tyler out there before I put Bobby Hart out there.
0: And don't forget, Jonah Williams played right tackle at Bama because Tua was a lefty. So, left tackle's a yeah, brand he protected the for side. Yeah, he,
1: yeah he, he flip-flopped a little bit based on who was in the game, but pre- predominantly he was a right tackle. And Bobby Hart, they can send him to fucking France for all I care, dude. I don't – put anybody else in there.
2: We're going to find out how good John Williams is real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: dude, here's Joey Bosa on Sunday. By the way, after that, you got to get ready for Miles Garrett on Thursday, dude. Jesus.
3: Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. But uh, there's a debate on Twitter that I got into an argument about. Now that I have Drew and Chad in here, it's your division, so I'd like to talk about it. I was told by several uh, non-picture Twitter accounts that (laughs) A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins is a better three than Jarvis, Odell, in Hollywood. So, what you guys really? Thoughts on
2: that? We really got to talk about this. Hey, come
3: on, man. well,
1: I want to know what's <laughs> up with Hollywood. <laughs> no, no, he didn't no, play that, last year. <laughs> no,
2: that, no, that's that was no night. I'm just saying. Come on, man. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. There's there's no way. And Higgins, Higgins didn't play because Freddie's a fucking idiot. I mean, Freddie I don't Bathurst. know if you guys. I don't know if you guys <laughs> seen the stat, but opening drives of every quarterback Baker Mayfield had the best pass on passer ratings something he was the best at something which is odd and that just shows you the lack of freddie kitchens man i and and i'll be the first one to tell you and i've said this that i wanted i wanted freddie kitchens just because of the connection he had with baker mayfield who 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 don't want that i mean the browns never have hey my my coach likes my quarterback like they fucking yeah. hated johnny manzel <laughs> from the beginning so, so it's tough um but I think they got it right with Stefanski. I think that this offense is going to – they're going to run their rock. When as far as the receiver, I think you're about to see something big out of Odell this year.
1: Give me uh, – no, let's – let Higgins is – well, both Higgins, Hollywood Higgins and T. Higgins. Like Hollywood didn't play last year. T. Higgins is a rookie. Healthy A.J. at, at, at age and, – and that's a few years removed, so get me wrong. I think that a healthy A.J. and Tyler Boyd – with a good line and decent quarterback play, could be right up there with Odell and Landry. But as of right now, we haven't
2: have seen AJ in Odell two years. Landry. We have not seen AJ. No, J. that's what a. I'm a. saying.
1: A. That's what I'm saying. If we're talking right now, then you got to go with the Browns' receiving core. I mean, Odell was hurt all year last year and still managed a thousand yards. Now Tyler Boyd is quietly underrated, but you haven't seen AJ for a full se- hell. You didn't see him at all last year. I mean, I think the last full season I saw for him was 2000. 2000- 16
2: so and play, i mean if we're making I mean, that I, argument
1: right now you got to go with the browns
2: the browns and guys. i know we're just talking wide receiver core here too but then you can add in fucking austin hooper david and joku and then uh this kid brian we just got in the fourth round who's was named training camp mvp of the browns i mean so i mean the browns i think all the way across is a lot better but specifically the receivers i, I think that they're better there too what do, what do you guys think i mean you guys are outsiders looking in unbiased opinion
1: uh no, I had
3: I, mean, the, I had the Browns all day but then, you know, when you get down to it, it's just how Bengals fans view AJ still. And I was told that AJ is top 3, you know, better than Tyreek. I was told all this stuff. So I'm like, man, he hasn't played better than played in, Yeah, he hasn't played in so long that you can't really even say that. And they're also I've noticed very very high on Tyler Boyd, so
1: Tyler Boyd, they're uh, underrated as fuck, man. From their perspective, I, like Tyler I, Boyd.
3: I guess it was a good
0: argument if you're thinking of
3: 24-year-old, 25-year-old AJ Green. But yeah, right that's, now, the, that's just,
0: what the whole argument was based on, was AJ and his prime and the nostalgia, but ignoring the fact that he hasn't missed the last two years. Obviously, yeah, I mean, really ride, it depends on when you're talking.
2: So are they yeah. saying AJ and his prime or AJ now? No, yeah.
0: the, the argument was AJ now. But they're thinking oh, of AJ. They're assuming AJ is just going to go back to 2016 AJ when we have no idea what he's going to look well, like. Yeah, you such... can't What the fuck man? is
2: wrong with these Bengals fans around here, man? Dude, I can't Ugh. stand them.
0: I'm sorry, uh, Drew, Joe Burrow, I. I hope he fails this year and it's not because of him because of your fan base. Yeah. And they're terrible. That's just what,
1: that just comes with the territory of living around here and liking a team. That's not the Bengals. Now there are some really, really dumb Bengals fans. There's some really dumb Browns fans. There's, I mean, I don't, I, I think, I don't know any other Jags fan like that I've ever met. No, we're,
0: we're used to hurt, so we're not dumb anymore. But look,
1: he wants 40. Miles Jack from you guys. You guys need a tight end because you're going to get – I mean, Tyler Eifert's going to look phenomenal on your injury report, dude. It's going to look great. <laughs> you guys should just trade him, Miles Jack, for fucking Njoku. I'm all uh, about
2: that. And they can have a draft pick. <laughs> hey, we're not tanking, okay? <laughs> Doug, dude, you guys are tanking, telling
1: tanking. Yeah. You guys just traded that safety to the Browns, and I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about that, dude. I don't know a ton about him, but a lot of the stuff I'm hearing is really good.
0: Now, he's solid. That was one, and uh, another. know put it perfectly. It was like, it didn't hurt that much, but with everything they're doing right now, it just put us over the edge. You're we like, all right, this is dumb. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, Harrison, he's solid. He has flashes where you're like, oh, my God, he's a beast, but then he does stupid stuff where tight ends running wide open up the seam. And he's looking in the backfield, so you gotta be careful. Well, the Browns need
1: more of a box safety, right, Chad?
2: Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play that Grant Delpit role that the Grant Delpit role where they're gonna give be in the nickel and he's gonna play in the bye. A little bit of linebacker, a little bit on the line, a little bit of safety, I, I would imagine. Um and he's only twenty three, you know, fifth round pick. That fifth round pick actually came from the Rams for Austin Corbett. So Austin Corbett for Harrison I'll take it because we need the safety help. Yeah,
1: Nick Saban loved him. I know that Nick Saban said that Minka got all the love that year, but he he spoke differently about um Harrison. Yeah,
0: they said it's he, like was, the he smartest was the leader on the field.
1: Yeah, so I mean that could be good. It's definitely a position. I was excited to watch Grant Del, but Man, I was I would have been in on the Bengals taking him at at pick one of the second round if he would have been there. I'd have been all in on it. So it's, it sucks to see that happen to him because. I don't, I don't have this hatred for the Browns, and I think a lot of it's just because, like, they haven't really mattered, No, like, no offense, but it's like I'm going to focus on Pittsburgh and Baltimore who beat us all the time. But I, I was excited for Delpit, and it, it just sucks to see that. And Dude, I, I expect sure zero
2: from the Browns this year. I, I'm not even – it's been on paper, and that's kind of like the, the Bucks love you're getting right now. I think Tyler retreated this, but the Bucks are going to be the 2019 Browns. You're going to have all this talent – but only have one ball, you know? So.
1: Yeah, but you got the if, greatest quarterback ever throwing that ball.
2: That's true. That's true too. That, that is true. And, you know, but. <laughs> you know, I, I want to see how mad there. I can get Tyler work. on that one.
1: Oh, Tyler hates Tom Brady. I know. <laughs> I want to see how I can get him on that one.
3: Okay. While we're on the Bucks, we can talk about Fournette signing there. And um, we can talk about all the hype of this getting. And, and everybody's talking about, oh, he's got Gronk. Oh, he's got. Cornett, he's got Evans, he's got Godwin, which, yes, Evans and Godwin are dogs. And we're, we're going to talk about the Bucks all season until they put the cleats on the field and see who's really got it. Is Gronk going to be solid? Probably. But when we're talking about Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time, sure, he is. But right now, I'm taking nine other quarterbacks over Brady. So I don't yeah. think it's just instant plug-and-play with Brady's going to have success in Tampa and there are I, I still see the Saints win that division I'm just not high on the bucks I don't know if it's their defense or what it is but I just I'm not buying the super team that the all the social media sports outlets are trying to push on us
1: well there's one I'm every waiting, year I'm,
2: I'll go ahead go ahead Drew
1: there's one every year, right? And the thing is with Fournette, Bruce Arians was like, Yeah, we got a starting running back. Fournette's gonna have to come in here and carve out what his role is. They're not just plugging him in as the number one back. Like Yeah. And, and I don't I don't know with Fournette, man. He he hasn't been the same coming out and like not a shot at the Jags, but it's like, did the Jags just kinda ruin him? Like or, or what? like I do not I d I don't I don't know what the issue is there. I don't think uh, the Jags so ruined Fournette?
2: anything. I think I think Fournette's a no. dog, man. I think he's I think he's a dog period and that's why I don't believe all the talk Ron, he's going to come in and be Ronald Jones backup bullshit. <laughs> he's he's not he's yeah, not being a hard ass. He, he's yeah, gonna, Fournette's he's gonna the best back that on that, role that team. Soon. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree more, man.
3: It, you see that? just used
1: to drink paint. So you see that yeah, I, I have LeSean McCoy to the list of the stars on that team?
3: Like yeah, what the yeah. fuck? He didn't even dress for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in
0: the playoffs <laughs> at all.
1: Yeah, he he's not the shady that's that he
0: to be. Yeah, it's just a name. Yeah, all right, that's name recognition. That's all right. I know you want to talk about Fournette. Yeah,
1: how do you feel about Fournette leaving your team?
0: So, I loved Fournette. I had no issues with him. It sucked that he got the burden of being a top five pick because he wasn't the best back in that draft. And, honestly, the coaches in Jacksonville didn't like him. That was a Tom Coughlin pick. And every sports writer in Jacksonville will tell you that it was Tom Coughlin trying to go back to 1990s football. We're going to pound it with Fournette and have Blake Bortles throw the ball 10 times a game. And then when Marone got the job, it was, eh, now we got to figure out what to do with this guy. Cause we spent the top five pick on him. Fournette's good. He's not top five. Good. Uh, he'll get you yards. He averaged four yards a carry behind a crappy offensive line. His vision's kind of suspect, but. He's a special back. When he gets open field, he's a big boy, and he runs fast.
2: I got a question you just for said you, Josh. Go
0: ahead. I
2: did. <laughs> Josh, here's my question. That team in the AFC Championship, look at that roster and look at the roster now, dude. What the fuck?
0: So <laughs> we've, that had defense. To, we've, we've had to live through this the last couple of days. Everybody's retweeting it, like the roster. Out of all the players on that team, there's only like – out of the starters, there's three starters left. You got Miles Jack – Avery Jones. Actually, yeah, after Fournette got cut, it's like two. That's it. Dude, how does that
2: happen? uh, It sucks. All you needed was a quarterback.
0: Tom Coughlin is what happened.
1: Blake Bortles played an AFC championship game, and Andy Dalton has never won a playoff game. That's wild. Yeah,
0: I saw uh, an awesome stat today, and I retweeted it. Blake Bortles has as many playoff wins as Drew Brees since 2014. I love it. I love Blake Bortles. I'm a Blake Bortles stan. If you guys are (laughs) giving up
2: players, you can go ahead and send DJ Chark over to Cleveland too if you guys want.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I already already put in dibs on that.
0: (laughs) Chark is staying. If if Chark leaves, I told Tyler, I'm done. I'm done. I like Gardner
1: Minshew though just because he's like a white trash piece of shit. I feel like Gardner Minshew is the guy that Baker kind of wants to be, like like personality-wise.
0: Yeah, I'm that's not a shot of oh, bad. Have you seen
2: those? You seen those commercials, man?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's got an acting career. Yeah, I'm super torn on Minshew. I want him to be good, but you got Trevor Lawrence standing in the face. It's kind of tank,
2: man. At this, they're point, tanking tank,
0: for Trevor. Look, Minshew is a cool dude. It.
1: Like, he tried to break his hand to get another year of eligibility and shit. Like, he's a badass, cool dude. But, like, at the end of the day, I think Gardner Minshew is just, like, a guy that should live in Jacksonville, Florida, but not necessarily play quarterback there.
0: Yeah, he's – uh. so I made the comparison. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's never going to be the worst quarterback out there. He'll win you four or five games a year. But he's not going to win you a Super Bowl, and he's not going to get you that first overall pick.
1: And he's not he's worth there. turning down Trevor Lawrence, dude, because – Trevor Lawrence would have gone number one overall three years ago after playing high school football the year before. Like, he's
0: yeah, it's the
3: guy. Yeah. I think so. it just usually doesn't work out these days. I mean, look at the Dolphins. I mean, they ended up getting Cause two of, Fitz, of but
0: Because of Fitzpatrick.
3: Exactly. If you got Minshew. <laughs> yeah, Minshew's going to win you games.
0: We're not going to be the worst team in the league. I don't care what anybody says. We're winning four games. Who's so going to be the worst why team we're in the talk,
2: league? Why we're talking Fitzpatrick, How long, how long do you think uh, before uh, Tua's in there? Uh, We talked about that on
3: our breakdown of that division and um, we weren't, I wasn't too sure. I was thinking maybe four or five games Fitzpatrick would play, but now I'm just like, man, I just, with being the COVID situation. And the more I think about it, I just think Fitzpatrick plays the whole season because they're probably not making the playoffs regardless. And they, added all those pieces on defense so I just think they'll gel on defense and get ready for next
2: year
0: yeah I think they hide two as long as possible Nothing against him but why not give him the year Fitzpatrick's gonna get you wins let's build the team get some more draft picks they got two draft picks in the first round again so
1: I've just never liked two is gonna suck oh jeez. And that's not I'm, I'm, just because I I, I was a Burrow guy. It was my my two my my whole tr- mindset last year started out as fail for Fromm, and then Georgia started yeah. playing football again. I was like, all right, never mind, never mind. I was I was never into it. Lefties hardly ever work out in the NFL. I think he's small. I I just I I'm not a two a guy. Um, but I could easily see him coming in and playing four or five games in if Fitzpatrick's out there throwing picks because you you'll get the Ryan Fitzpatrick that'll pop up throw like five touchdowns, maybe a pick, and get you, you know, win you a shootout. And then you have the Fitzpatrick that comes out and throws like five picks and one touchdown. So it just kind of depends on what you get. But in in this day and age, man, if he's healthy, and I know that he got a medical clearance a while ago, I think at some point you got to throw him in there and see what you got. I mean – why not you have this window if he hits and he's the guy you have this rookie quarterback contract window that you're supposed to be able to pounce on why not get him in there and see if you can jump start that i don't i don't agree with hiding rookies for a whole year anymore i mean you don't want to tim couch him like you know the Bengals very well could tim couch uh, burrow because i i'll tell you for the rest of my life tim couch could have been damn good he was just it's, kind of, it's
2: good to be two to four games because once the fans start beating beating that drum, it's a wrap. From I'm a Browns fan, do we fucking go through quarterbacks like underwear? So it's two 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 to four games, and two is in there because I would like to see their schedule, you know, and and put in front of me. I'm, but it won't be long.
3: My argument against that is
2: Fitzpatrick
3: is a smart quarterback. I'm not going to say he's Alex Smith type of mentor, but look how good Mahomes. I know we could say Mahomes would be that good if he started year one, but my counter argument against sitting Tua would be letting him develop and letting that NFL speed come to him on the sidelines. He'll get to see it up close and review every play on the sidelines. So maybe he'll just sit and learn for a year. Yeah, I I think –
2: I think it just kind of depends on the team because I think one you get Andy Reid, one of the greatest coaches of all time, and and two they weren't that they weren't bad. The Chiefs weren't bad. What did they, they go to the year before? I know they went to the playoffs, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. They see, lost as to, the to where some field goals.
2: Yeah, so as to where you get a team, you know, like the Bengals, like the Browns, like the Dolphins, who who don't who don't have that luxury, you know. So um, that's why I think that those guys will get forced in because they're you're not watching Alex Smith, you know, you're watching 50 year old Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know, or you're watching fucking Tyrod Taylor, you know, somebody like that. So I think it just kind of depends on the scenario. Play I think so
0: too. You think Herbert plays before Tua? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, dad's a Browns fan, so he could probably say it more than I could, but Tyrod, he does things, but he's not like flashy Mm-hmm. he just won't turn. He, he's boring and fans are going to want that young rookie in there to oh
2: dude well, I mean, You should watch that thursday night football game when Baker's oh, sitting that. behind him and, and he and he just couldn't he couldn't get anything He couldn't even get a first down and uh i i think the Bengals might win week one just because of Tyrod taylor i, I th- i'm with you i think i think herbert's in there quick too
1: no derwin james for that game makes me feel a little bit better for burrow too <laughs>
0: i hate that, that he got hurt boy. but That's awful.
1: And on Chad's point, I wanted to.
3: I argue this with people every day. I feel like he said Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches of all time. And while I would say that's true, who was saying that before last year? That's true. I always really
0: liked him. I don't think anybody argued against Andy. It was always Andy can't win the big one.
2: Yeah, he needed. He needed to get a ring to solidify it. Yeah. Yeah
3: it's just like, man, it's like every time somebody tries to debate against Mahomes, it's like, well, he's got all these weapons. He's got the, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But before that, it was always all oh, Andy Reid can't win the big game. So it's like, <laughs> it's, like Mahomes, <laughs> it's like Mahomes gets all the credit or gets all the blame if he doesn't have a good game or anything. And then Andy Reid gets all the credit for winning the Super Bowl and now he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. When before he was known as a choke artist. So that's like an argument that I like to get in a lot of the times just because I don't – I do think Andy Reid – I love Andy Reid. I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, but nobody was saying that until he won a Super Bowl. It was always all this guy chokes in the big game. And
2: now Andy Reid going to win that Super Bowl, and they say it's not Mahomes. They need to go re- re-watch the second half of that fourth <laughs> quarter. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just I like Andy Reid, though,
1: just because he's like – you know what? They're like, what's it like to have a Super Bowl? And he's like, oh, it's cool. You can flash it and get a free
0: cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he like, loves like, oh, some cheeseburgers. Like yeah. He admits it. Even like, what'd Super you do Bowl. after you
1: won the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I um, ate a cheeseburger and went to bed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but last week, I don't know if you guys tuned in, but we had a guest, a Cowboys fan, and he uh, made a lot of bold predictions. Is there any bold predictions? <laughs> was you guys make I was high when I said that. Yeah. <laughs> So, any bold predictions you want to make for the Bengals?
1: I mean, I've not really anything bold. I've had them consistently between like six and eight wins. Maybe they get hot and get that second wild card spot. I doubt it. I said I'd shave my head if they did. And for our listeners, if you're checking this out, you've never actually got to see my mullet in person. It's (laughs) getting pretty fucking nice. Um, But nothing bold. I think, I mean, I think to me, like 500 would be a win just based on how last year was. Um, So I I don't really have any bold predictions.
3: I have a question. Um, If Burrow wins three games, are you mad or is that progress?
1: That's not enough progress because the Bengals lost like six games last year, I think, by a touchdown or less. And A lot of that can come down to coaching. Zach Taylor was a little bit in over his head last year. You saw him have like some meltdowns. It is coaching. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not all coaching. Sometimes it's breaks, but a lot of it, I mean, it has, it has a good amount to do with coaching. That's got to be a step forward too because they were in so many games last year with a bad roster, with, you know, Andy Dalton. So there's got it, – it's got to – there, there should have been – if the team stayed exactly the same in Taylor's second year and, you know, he had a weird offseason all that shit, took a lot, while to get settled in. He had to interview like 18 defensive coordinators before somebody would take the job um that's all done and I know this hasn't been a normal offseason either but it's got to be to a point where even if that roster stayed exactly the same that team should have gone from a two-win team to a six-win team just on the natural progression of him installing what he's going to do if he's good enough to do it and the jury's still out on that
2: if if the Bengals only win three games they better fire Zach Taylor because he didn't deserve the job in the first place. I'll put that out there. Zach, Zach Taylor's garbage in my opinion, but and they need to go get that dude from Kansas city. Eric, uh, I don't know I don't, how do you yeah, say his I mean, last name. Yep. That needs to be their next head coach if they win three games.
1: Well, that all depends on how Zach Taylor's contracts written up. Cause Mike Brown would eat his own child before he ate a dollar of a coach's contract. So, is it like a it was a four year deal I know that, but is there an option there? Is there an out that's what's going to come down to but I do agree with you if they don't if they don't make a four five you know maybe even a six game jump with the money that they spend on the defense with the new quarterback with especially if a j green's healthy the whole year and is still what we think that he what he used to be if that and that's a huge if, but there should be a natural progression from that team anyway winning one more game with all the money they spent on defense with, you know, the, the, the Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, T Higgins, you know, and, and obviously Burrow, it, it, it shouldn't, you no know, three games, I'm still pissed and, and I'm pissed at everybody involved, not just Burrow.
3: And this is a kind of fun question. I like to ask people that are fans who is an X factor that you can see making a big contribution for the Bengals that not a lot of people talk about. Not a big name.
1: You know, we had kind of a discussion, uh, Chad and I, and some of our buddies about the most underrated players in our division on, on, on the teams in the AFC North. Um, and, and for the Bengals, I think it's William Jackson, the third. And I think that was Chad's pick too. Cause I was, I was, I, I said Mixon at first, cause I didn't think Mixon really got enough love for what he does. But when, when he said William Jackson, the third, that's really it. Cause he's, damn good and people don't talk about it and it, that, that's going to the cornerback situation is going to be interesting because they overpaid Trey Waynes who was like a different Drake they could have just kept Drake or Patrick like you know it would have been the same guy um, but so that, that would probably be it but I mean if you want to talk about the X factor of the Bengals offense it's going to have to go through Mixon they're going to have to set up these throws for Burrow Burrow's not going to just come in and throw it all over the yard like he did in LSU because – and and you're playing in the SEC, maybe the pro, most pro-ready conference, that, like I've said. But, you know, in, in the SEC you may have four or five NFL caliber guys on the field at a time on a defense. Now you're going against 11 of them. So I think that, honestly, the biggest X factor is going to be Mixon. He's going to have to earn that money.
2: The, the, the X factor on the Browns, if you want to – like. Okay, who's a surprise? You got to keep your, your eyes on Harrison Bryant. He's done past Njoku in the depth chart. He's the second tight end. and He's a big reason why you're seeing the Njoku trade talk. Um, and if you watched any Vikings game last year, you would see that Stefanski runs heavy sets nonstop. I mean, this he ran more than anybody. I've seen a stat line where he ran at like 44% was in a heavy formation last year, and the next team was at like 17%, which is which is crazy. Um, bold prediction for the Brown. I I think the Browns should get in there. Add another team to the playoffs. I think the Brown should make the playoffs. Um, but they have no run reason the ball, not to. run Chubb, run Hunt to death. Those guys should touch the ball 50 times together a game, if not 60, just, just run the ball. You know, you got that Gary Kubiak, uh, offense and, uh, you know, and then obviously that'll set up the over the top to Odell and Jarvis and Harrison, Brian Austin Hooper. I mean,
1: and how good yeah. Baker so, is at a play action.
2: So, if you guys uh, you guys want a, a fantasy sleeper, there he is, Harrison Bryant.
1: <laughs> well, hold on. Burrow's getting all this shit because people are up. Harrison Bryant hasn't played an NFL game either Yeah, He hasn't had a full-speed linebacker coming out. Let's, <laughs> let's give him some time too. Leave my boy alone, man. <laughs> he said he's a sleeper.
3: Low-paper. I've never seen a Harrison Bryant holding a Lombardi trophy AV on Twitter yet. <laughs> I think that's why Burrow gets some heat. I'm making one. I'm posting it it. <laughs> All right, I'll retweet <laughs> it for sure. But uh, so, Chad, do you think that they can dethrone the Ravens for the division? I don't know if you watched no. our other episode, but I had the Steelers winning that division mm-hmm. or competing for it. Do you think the Browns can make a run at the Ravens?
2: First off, let me say the Steelers' defense is nasty. That's I mean, why I had I, where, Yeah, it is. Where's the hole at on that defense? I don't think there is. Well, maybe at de-tackle now that they lost Hargrove. I mean, maybe. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to ours either, but I have three teams coming out of there. So um, die. I. I actually, yeah. I actually think it's going to be one of the, if not the best division in football. But I have Baltimore, the Steelers, and Cleveland all getting the playoffs. And I actually have the uh, the Ravens for sure above them. I'm, I don't know where I'm at with the Steelers yet. The, the wide receivers uh, scare me. But then again, Ben makes Mike Wallace's look great, you know. So, you you, you just don't know. Um, but I could see why you would pick the Steelers. I mean, they went eight and eight with some dude named Duck, you know, or and, and Mason Rudolph in one year. So, I don't think His it's going to be His brain doesn't even work Baltimore. anymore. <laughs> I mean, they just get – Baltimore got Calais Campbell. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, they got rid of Earl Thomas, I guess, the locker room, something going in the locker room, but – are you guys with me when it's like, all right, I'm sick of doubting Lamar? I hate the Lamar to Mahomes comparison, too. I know, Tyler, you got to hate that. Fucking stop comparing Lamar Jackson to Mahomes. <laughs> that's, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But
1: Cheese fans hate Ravens fan more than it, fans soon, more than anybody, so, don't they? Soon there's got to yes. be
2: – they're going to figure the Lamar shit out, you would think. Like, all right, soon it's like, all right, you're not going to run on us. You're not going to run for 150 yards a game. We're going to make you throw the ball. And I think when somebody puts out the – The recipe to do that, I think, that's when it's like, "Oh fuck, okay." Now, what do we have in a quarterback instead of? He can't throw outside the
0: numbers. Yeah, and it gets exposed consistently. His outside the numbers throws are awful. And then if he's never won a playoff game, yeah.
3: And my take on that is, um, like, regular season. If you're a contending team, are you going to throw out the defense you plan to run against Lamar in the playoffs? Probably not. So I don't think they're ever – I think Lamar is going to continuously be a great regular season quarterback. But if you watch the Chargers game, his first playoff game, they stuffed the middle of the field, shut down the tight ends, and made him throw outside the numbers. Tennessee did the exact same thing. That's why the first drive Lamar had that pick over the middle because they had that. – they're just crammed in Andrews between the numbers. Oh, yeah, Mark Andrews' fault. Sorry, Ravens fans. <laughs> but um, it's like – I don't – and you don't ever see that in the regular season. You don't ever see him just putting eight in the middle. It's always just like a normal game plan because you don't really have – do you really want to break your flow of defense for one week or do you want to keep running the defense that you're going to run all year long? When you're in the playoffs, you have to adjust to that. So that's why I think he'll continue to be an MVP-type quarterback in the regular season.
2: Another thing too, just to knock on Baltimore and obviously I'm not knocking on them, but you know you keep seeing the Des Bryant's and the Antonio uh, Browns there, and that doesn't scare me at all. I mean somebody's got to throw no. them the fucking ball, and it ain't going to be Lamar. Um, so the Yeah, best but he threw thing five they can
1: touchdowns do, against the Dolphins.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he the, best can, the Best thing they can do is is just keep getting tight ends because I mean that's 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 the play. Run the ball. They run three the tight end ends.
0: sets more than anybody. It's awful.
2: Yeah.
1: And back but, to the Steelers. I, I have to I have to work this in anytime I can. Fuck JJ Watt and fuck his little brother who's like, I'm like JJ, but I'm a bad boy because I'm a Steeler. Get the fuck out of here. I just gotta work that in.
3: <laughs> I think that's all the questions I got for you guys. You guys got any questions for us before we wrap this up? Yeah, who's the, hey, Tyler, got- of the Chiefs?
1: <laughs>
3: that's a good question <laughs> because I got plenty. Uh Want Thornhill coming back. Next time, it's Tyler my home, Matthew. dude. No, that's, that's, the, that's the obvious one. I'm talking about under the radar. It, it would have to be Juan Thornhill on defense and uh, McCall Hardman on offense. I think McCall Hardman jumps uh, D-Rob for that third wide receiver spot by the end of the year.
1: Josh, you're my boy. The X factor for the Jags is going to be Trevor Lawrence in 2021.
0: No, I hope not. I, I can't sit through a number one overall pick kind of season.
1: It sucks But dude After about week six You're just like Oh hell yeah dude Get the pick
0: (laughs) Have the Jags Ever had the number one pick Never And that's That's what I That's why I'm not used to it We've always been bad But never One overall pick bad So it's They had to have gotten
1: one When they were like Established as an Expansion franchise Right
0: No We went to the playoffs Our first three years In an expansion franchise AFC title game I thought an expansion
1: team Always got the uh, First pick
0: Uh 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 no yeah I don't know how that worked out but yeah the uh, Jags have never ever had the number one overall pick yeah 25 years this year
2: Tyler who finishes second in the AFC West
0: um oh, that's tough
3: I'm not a big Drew Locke believer oh fuck off I love Drew Locke, dude he's a gangster <laughs> maybe because he he was pounding out Gracie Hunt in <laughs> that's state but um oh dude I, yeah I would man, say the Chargers. The Chargers give us more problems than anybody in the division and their defense is always going to be solid. Losing Derwin James is a hit, but I think they get Herbert in there or stay with Tyrod even. I think they come in second. I don't, I think the Raiders are always going to be last. I don't trust Derek Carr one bit and I just don't buy into the Drew Locke hype. So I got to go Chargers finishing second.
2: Last question for me guys. Will Ohio state play in the fall?
0: Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna start curious. playing October tenth, it sounds like. According to Sir Yacht. <laughs> that's what <Yeah>. they say. <laughs> How
3: does that work? Do they make the play can they make the playoffs if they play eight games?
1: They're talking about starting a ten game season in October. It would have to be devoid of bye weeks, I would guess, but with how far, how, th- there's such a gap between the end of the regular season and the college football playoff. They'll find a way to, if you know, get the Big Ten championship, they'll make Ohio
0: State eligible. I mean, yeah, well, they'll, well, they'll Ohio make Michigan because Michigan's
1: not fucking losing.
0: Who's <laughs> playing quarterback this year? Is it McCaffrey finally?
1: Uh, I think it might be Joe Milton, dude. I don't know. It really might be that.
0: Adam Rudy. You never know. <laughs> I feel so bad to sit behind Shane for
1: two years and then not get the starting
0: job yeah yeah that was a fucking hoax
1: dude i then last year the spread was supposed to fit him dude shea patterson's a fucking bomb he's like hey he's a chief's legend (laughs) yeah he signed with the chiefs for like seven minutes now he's like (laughs) posting videos in nashville working out at a high school field or something it's like give it up dude go get a job as like an insurance agent or whatever the fuck
0: I was nervous when he went to Michigan. That ended quickly.
1: Yeah, that is, I, dude, I went to the Middle Tennessee State game last year. Like, you know, opening game of the year, night game, had great seats. You know, big house place is awesome. I'm like, dude, Shea Patterson's offense, this is dope. They fucking struggled against Middle Tennessee State. I, like, Googled where that was, like, walking to the stadium. <laughs> what a letdown. Dude, Jim Harbaugh's an idiot. I, I'm ready for He's my new Marvin Lewis, man. Like, he just pisses me off, but he won't go anywhere. Is he out this
3: year if they play?
1: I, dude, I don't fucking know because no no <laughs> Michigan coach has ever been 0-4 against Ohio State, let alone 0-5 like he is now. He should have been fired two years ago. I don't know if it's because he played there for both Schembechler or like he, he's gotten Michigan to like a little bit more of like a popularity relevancy thing because he's like quirky and weird and shit. But he hasn't really done anything more than – any of the last two guys that have been there. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what kind of, I don't know what hold he has on them or, or why he gets like this pass, but he should have been gone.
3: Yeah. I just don't see the hype in him either. But up, too.
1: this
3: <laughs> quit hating. But uh, this is a fun podcast. I'm sure we'll do this with you guys again soon. Uh, shout out to the flock. We're getting YouTube views over a hundred. We appreciate that. The downloads go up every week. So we appreciate you guys sticking with us through zoom can't wait to get in person with josh and hopefully have a little better chemistry going not interrupting each other so much but thank you guys
1: yeah for sure thank you guys guys. for joining us yeah thanks for having us on man it was it was a good time and you know like i said check out all of our social media platforms we can do this again and you know this is fun i like anybody that does a podcast around here it's it's a good time and i listen to your guys stuff you guys can check ours out we're just like a little bit more like just like Rough and just saying really crazy shit.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having us on, and definitely have to do this again.
1: Yes, sir. It's fine. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.